This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. I've been wondering what's going to happen in the United Auto Workers because they have a referendum that just started for people to change the way that they elect their leadership. And I know this happened a long time ago with the Teamsters. Do you have any idea when that was, Ryan? Uh, yeah, it was it was somewhere around 1991. I, I was not a Teamster myself then. Uh, just I'm just speaking as a as an individual, but I'm a member of Teamsters Local 745. Have been for about five years, and I love Teamster history. Teamsters have a very interesting history. We got the right to vote uh, in the early 90s, and uh, I think after 30 years of one member, one vote democracy within our union, there's absolutely no one that would give it up. And you you're having some kind of election right now, aren't you? Yeah, the Teamsters are having a, a spirited election, as we do every five years, where, you know, members take time off work and uh, donate to campaigns uh, that they support, that they think that'll, you know, make the union stronger, and that's that's who runs our union. And you think they take the voting very seriously? It's not just a popularity contest, like some of the UAW people are saying. Well, it, you have to go through a lot of steps in our process, and the UAW, you know, you're, you're going to have to choose your own process. Ours is independently monitored so it's a you know kind of a combination of things that teamsters rank and filers have demanded as far as democracy within our union plus some uh things that the government has uh instituted to make sure that it's free and fair there's a lot of different steps you can't just accidentally get on the ballot uh you have to gather thousands and thousands of petition signatures you have to make sure that you're electing delegates to your convention to get fully accredited on the ballot um, this is, you can't just be any joker and get so it's really come down to two slates uh, here in uh, 2021 and we'll know uh, as soon as the ballots get counted uh, by the independent supervisor on November 14th uh, we'll get an idea of who's going to be our next international leadership is that independent supervisor does that have something to do with the government yes as uh, people probably know there used to be uh, heavy mob infiltration and corruption within the Teamsters Union uh, up into uh, the 1980s. Uh, I don't believe that that would have been cleaned out without uh, the rank and file having a say and, and having uh, what the UAW is calling one member, one vote. Uh, that's something that Teamster rank and filers had demanded since the 70s, really, since a lot of things went wrong after the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa uh, and all that. But uh, we finally got it in the 90s as part of a process combination between rank and file demands and the government saying basically, we're going to trustee, we're going to trusteeship your union unless you clean it up ourselves. You know, and I'm glad that we decided to clean it up ourselves instead of having the government trustee us because that's not that's not what anyone wanted. So the, the UAW, the the person that's monitoring the uh, election, will be someone that the government and the UAW leadership had agreed on, and it's a law firm, and they are sending out ballots now. The ballots are, you only have two choices. One of them is to keep on electing officers, top officers, the way they are elected now at a delegated convention. And the other choice is what you just referred to as one member, one vote, where every member and every retiree in the auto workers union will be able to vote on who they want for president and I think also for their uh, regional directors. The entire international executive board will be elected by a popular vote. And here's something I thought was funny because they had a discussion about this on YouTube and three or four retirees all said pretty much the same thing. They said it's too expensive. They said in an election 
a one member one vote election would be too expensive. Has that been the case for y'all in the Teamsters? Well, we've managed it for 30 years, and the members themselves, rank and filers, you know, like me, I'm not an officer or anything. I, you know, I've personally given money to campaigns. Uh, you know, my union itself has to pay for some of the independent supervision that the election goes through. But, you know, I think just like in, in our country, democracy is worth it. It's worth every penny. That's a big fight in Texas right now, isn't it? Whether we're going to have democracy or whether we're going to have our voting rights cut off. So the people in the United Auto Workers are voting and they're all kind of wondering how this went with other unions. I think there are a total of five or six unions in America that have one member, one vote. So it's not just the Teamsters. However, you mentioned this took place back in the early 90s when they first uh, had government intervention. And I remember this very well because a guy, a Teamster friend and I, went out to the Teamster 745 hall, your hall, and asked them to join the uh, AFL-CIO at the Dallas level. And they said, sure, why not? I thought we already were. And, uh, you know, for years and years before that, we have been trying to get the Teamsters to join the AFL-CIO. And uh, back when the government intervened, they did it willingly and quickly, and they've been members ever since, and, and leading members, too, because the Teamsters is an organizing machine, and uh, they're a, a union that others, a lot of other unions look to. A lot of other unionist individuals wish they were in the Teamsters or wish they had the same organizing ability that the Teamsters have. So the changes uh, that came about with the government intervention were pretty profound. But even before that, there was an opposition group in the Teamsters, wasn't there? Uh, well, yeah, the Teamsters have had uh, at, the, at the local levels, regional levels, international levels, various groups of rank and file members uh, who form caucuses or uh, factions or whatever you want to call it, independent, you know, often with the purpose of transforming their union, making it uh, a, a a union that more people would want to join, I think that would be the way that they would state their claims, you know, and we can have a vigorous debate about whether they're right or wrong, but that's that's the beauty of it. But yeah, this was, uh, there was a national group uh, that called Teamsters for a Democratic Union that came about as a merger of uh, multiple different regional uh, and national networks that uh, formed in 1976. So, you know, you can do the math. It took them you know, well over a decade to earn that uh, right to one number one vote. But I just, I want to say there's one thing uh, that me as a Teamster, I'm jealous, you know, that the UAW members have. I think this is something we should have, the right of retirees to vote. Because, you know, so much of who gets elected and everything will determine what happens with our pensions. Shouldn't the retirees have a say in that? I think we should extend our right to vote to our retirees and the Teamsters. What do you think, Gene? I think I already know what you think. Since I'm a UAW retiree, I have lots of opinions on that. The uh, truth is that the labor movement has lost so many members since 1947. We've lost so many members that the retirees outnumber the active members in the United Auto Workers. And I don't know if they do in the Teamsters or not. But back in the 1960s, when Walter Ruther was still alive, they set up the best and most thorough organizations for for union retirees that any union had and that has held up until recently that every local in the united auto workers 
has a retiree group that meets monthly and uh, and has a luncheon every every month and they the local union buys the meat everybody else brings the potatoes and beans so the retirees in the auto workers union are really uh involved and really interested in how their election comes out i personally don't think it's going to solve all of our problems i think it's going in the right direction you said democracy was terribly important and i and i certainly agree with that i just think that membership apathy is the biggest problem in the labor movement today what do you think i mean i think you're absolutely right i mean there's no there's no type of voting system or non-voting system that's going to fix any union on this earth i mean it takes getting involved it takes activating your coworkers. it takes uh working to, together on politics too there was a time in the american union movement when the the membership was heavily involved and in fact was sometimes way ahead of the leadership in militant action against the employers and militant action to give better life but after 1947 when the government came down so heavily against the unions and and became an enemy of working people ever since that time many union leaders have accommodated themselves to what we call business unionism in other words instead of fighting the employers they just kind of beg them pretty please and try to work with the employers as much as they possibly can that seems to work in the short term but in the long term it leaves the membership out and that's what in my opinion has led to the apathy that we see now all through the union movement and uh, i think uh, one member one vote may go uh, in the right direction but the big problem is still membership apathy and uh, and leadership that really would rather not have active members that's just a, that's just an opinion so ryan uh, how do you think things are going to come out in the teamsters election uh you know i'm i'm just going to uh say as a uh teamster you know i think the best outcome is the one where we have the highest membership turnout and i hope that uh you know if there are any teamsters listening to this uh maybe they've gotten their uh, ballot in the mail and they haven't mailed it in yet better go find it and mail it in if you can't find it you can go to ibtvote.org and there's a number there where you can get a replacement ballot mailed to you get that mailed in before november 14th because the employers notice whether we participate in our unions or not whether it's an election or a strike or a picket line or whatever so get involved participate sure when you have a union meeting they come by and count the cars just to see how many turned out right. to, see, to see how strong or how you how weak the union may be the same thing is true with the auto workers i think you you've really hit it on the head ryan the best result would be a big turnout both for the teachers and the united auto workers no matter who wins thanks so much this is gene lance on the workers beat extra